Newcastle, I will definitely be bringing an Everton player in as well. It will be Dominic Calvert Lewin. Dominic Calvert Lewin, always riot. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of season 4 of the Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. During this off-season our FBL world was awash with talk of an electric number 10 who managers were looking to shape their game week 1 team around. Unfortunately Shea Adams failed to return anything but a couple of lousy appearance points this week and so we thought we'd bring the man largely responsible for that debacle on tonight to grill him and what went so badly wrong so quickly. Hindu Monkey, you're very welcome back on the Three Amigos. Hello. <laughs> to, be, to, to be fair, Trey Adams did have uh, one shot on target that was saved by the keeper, point blank. He did, made, and Mars is already reeling off stats. Amazing. Which nearly made us go Shay Z instead of forget about Shay, but you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, personally delighted that you've finally invited me on a pod when my captain absolutely smashed it. So as far as I'm concerned, that's the only that's that, well, you've, uh, that you've got me on. And we don't really need to discuss anything else other than uh, what <laughs> absolute FPL go Mo Salah is. And, yeah, uh, you know. yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, well, I, I can't guarantee that we won't refer, return to Shea Adams or um, another Everton striker later on in the show. Um, but uh, how how do, how did we all get on anyway in the past in game week one? Marzi, I know you're a top dog. Um, on um, you finished on the most points of the four of us. So um, tell us briefly how your game week went. Uh, yeah, seventy-two points. Can't complain for the first game week. Uh, Salah, I was always Salah captain. I never wavered or thought about changing. I just fancied the five-thirty kickoff against a promoted team and got lucky. I had Uber as well. Uh, Werner. Justin. Justin was a last minute addition instead of Dyer and uh, Egan. So that was a good. I think myself and Kylie, we both, I know, went on, um, we switched to a Bamiyang captain, which um, didn't work out well this game week. I think it was that pretty much a lot of things came down to um, if you got the right call on the captain pick. But um, how about yourself, Monkey? Tell us about your game week one. Uh, pretty similar, pretty similar to Marzi Babies. I'm uh, 66, might <laughs> be um, 68. Um, uh, whereby, um, you know, Mo Salah, Aubameyang, Werner, and the rest uh, an absolute shower of shit. Yeah, basically, that's what it is, yeah. Uh, Kylie, how about yourself? I ended on 63 points. Did you beat me? Why are you asking that like you don't already know the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did barely beat me, but you know, 59. Basically, the, the same, uh, same situation except the difference being that I captained Aubameyang instead of Salah. So I would have been on about 72 if I captained Salah, uh, but I did not. And, of course, I, I went completely the wrong way in choosing Egan, which I wasn't even convinced over. Uh, my alternatives of Scythe, okay. mainly Scythe, uh, or potentially James, Grace James, Oh, I'm here. I'm hearing a lot of uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda here, Kylie, and you know that's not allowed no, on the Three Amigos. So, uh, do you know what the? Do you know what the worst thing is? The worst thing is lack of conviction. Yeah, that's lack what it is. Conviction. That's what it is. Yeah, I no. didn't even like it. But it, it 
it well, is Well, to be is. honest with you, Sheffield United, and we will be talking about that later on, but, I mean, they're obviously, they've been great defensively for a while, so, I mean, it did did make sense mm-hmm. to try to get cover there. Sice was one I think we all probably did look at, especially after Doherty going. We'll move on to game week two. Or, or, or like someone said on the pod last week, or, so, or like someone said on the pod last week, wait and watch on Sheffield United because of their... Uh, um, the new keeper. Well, we, you know what, Marzi, when I was watching the um, one of their goals going in and it was like a header and it was Sheffield defenders, Sheffield United defenders didn't know who to pick up in defence and the lad had just an open, um, a free header and banged it in the back of the net. I was thinking that's what my Marzi was talking about. Lack of organisation with a new keeper in place. But um, yeah, I, I hear your voice in my head all the time. So um, that was just another example of that. Um, we'll quickly run down the top five in our after game week one leaderboard of our um, of our three amigos classic league the code for which is nj7 www um top spot is dr zayich dr zayich that's will king's team um on an even 100 points special fried royce is uh stuart brown's team 99 coop ilda coasters that's glenn o'grady's team is on 98 points glenn a or green end danny powell's team is 98 points and fbl addict is on 95 points so well done to all of those um early it's a it's a marathon not a sprint as you say but um good start from all of those guys uh marzi baby uh it's time of the show where we normally hand the mic over to you to get rid of some of your fantasy yanks so take it away with your rant of the week oh yeah apparently having salah and vardy is luck because they only got penalties Forget the fact that one is a golden boot winner and one is a three-season wonder. I mean, seriously. Listen, I get people are annoyed, etc. But telling... Uh, uh, what kind of bullshit is that? People pick players because they believe they will deliver. They captain them because they are premium players. And that's what your premium players are for. I don't care if it was penalties or not. And beyond that point, OK, I give you the Vardy one. He had nothing until the penalties. But that's what Vardy does. He breaks stats. He's a stat buster. Mo Salah probably had one of his best games that I've seen since the restart. He was on fire and could have easily had a hat-trick without those pens. So people complaining about this and that. And, and then, then you had the people going, oh, uh, people who picked Vinegar got lucky. Well, that's why you have a bench. You have a bench because we are not sure at the beginning. And everybody said it. Have, have a playing bench. People have had Vinegar. People had Mitchell. People had Justin. Some people benched certain players. Some players didn't play. That's what FPL is about. You have players that you believe will play. If they don't, you have a good, at least a good first sub. Deal with it and just move on to the next game week. So. Can I um? Can I add a uh, a sub rant to Mars's rant on this subject? Please do. Yes. Okay. Um. I, I um. You completely agree with what Mars is saying. I think the, the point I wanted to make on this because obviously we've discussed quite a lot. Um. It's a non-penalty XG is quite possibly the most annoying statistic I've ever heard quoted. If a player, can we chuck him on... out the pod, please? Can we chuck him out the pod? <laughs> non-penalty XG. If a... <laughs> well, then he's actually supporting the hatred of a certain type of I know, XG. I know. So, if a, if a... <laughs> shut up, Mars. If a... <laughs> if a player's on penalties, that's that, that's part of our armory and it's part of our decision-making process when we decide whether to select them or not. So you can't just exclude that when you're analysing them. It's like saying, tell me what Trent's non-corner XA is when we know he <laughs> Or saying, yeah, can I see exactly. what Mayo's baseline points are if we remove all his yellow cards? Um, so <laughs> it's, 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 it's part of the game. It's part of who the players we pick. Um, 
you know, and I'm sorry, but having a go at another FPL player for owning someone who scores a penalty, like ranting about someone having sex with her own wife, get a grip. <laughs> or someone, someone who had a good game week and they put it up and people are like, oh yeah, but you got lucky. And so oh yes, they weren't even, they weren't even bragging. People were just saying, oh, I got this. Yeah, well done, mate. Well done, fantastic, great. And part. also, it's factual. They did in fact get that. And I just there's one <laughs> note I'd add to the uh, stupid, you know, non-penalty xG. There's probably one scenario in which that's a relevant statistic, and that is where someone has definitively had penalties, you know, within that same team removed from them. So they are no longer going to, we know with our question, they are no longer going to be taking penalties for that team in the same team that they were in. So then it it is relevant to go, okay, it's a new season. We might have a look at this to get, try and get a benchmark for for what they might achieve. Like a Rashford, absolutely. Right, exactly. But outside of that, it is, as you've both suggested, completely ludicrous. We buy them because they're penalty takers, or that's certainly a factor in the decision. It's why people choose Salah, one of the reasons, selfishness is another one, but one of the reasons why Salah looks more attractive than Mane at the same price. You know, people make these decisions. Penalties are a factor in our decision making. Exactly, and 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 when VAR was introduced, people said, oh, let's all pile on to the penalty takers for a reason. And now you basically say, no, 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 that's not allowed. Let's take penalties away from FPO. Good stuff. Agreed on all those. Um, we'll move on to our big topics, which we want to cover tonight. Um, first up is Captain Hindsight. Kylie, I'm going to come to you first on this one. With so much legwork done in preparing our Game Week 1 teams, it seems counterintuitive to change our opinions on players slash teams much based on just one game. However, some players and teams definitely exceeded or failed our expectations this past weekend. Do you see anything that made you rethink your strategy or did any player kind of jump to the top of your transfer list with their game week one showing? I'll give Monkey and Mars a chance to come in on this right after you, Kylie. Yeah, um, look, in terms of my strategy, no, it it hasn't impacted. I still intend to bring in a United player next week. So that, that hasn't changed. I would say that it casts a little bit of light on some of the teams where they've had significant changes. Everton, for instance, we're looking, we're not going to talk about he who must not be named, but their midfield certainly looked a lot more impressive with uh, James Rodriguez added, creating chances, which was not a thing before. Um, we we also saw um, Chelsea. And while, while we don't have all of the assets there, it was a good opportunity to see what Timo looks like. Uh, a lot of people were unimpressed with Havertz. So there's a few things. For me, I'd say two, well, maybe the, the, the primary thing that concerned me was I'm an Ali owner and maybe some of uh, the hype around Spurs was not, not just their fixtures. They have a lot of fixtures coming, but I mean, the Premier League fixtures are pretty good on paper. We know what Mourinho is like, but I've still been watching All or Nothing. I can't I can't claim otherwise. And I typically have liked Ali as an asset. And I thought he did quite well. You know, he, he was not the worst player on the pitch, but he gets taken off at halftime for Sissoko. And I just think tactically, and it was tactical by all accounts, it, what was the intention there by Mourinho? That makes me concerned. That makes me really concerned um, as an Ali owner and, and generally in terms of, of what his intentions are for that Spurs team if he's not going to try and uh, and go for goals. So there's a few things that we take away, but I, I would just caution people, if you had 
a strategic uh, move in mind, that's probably for a reason. We're probably thinking about that for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we haven't had sort of major injuries. You know, uh, Werner, there's a question mark. Maybe uh, he has a dead leg or something. So we have to see more about that. But I, unless you were really, really concerned by something in your team, I would just be a little bit careful about ripping up all your plans to bring in Willian, for instance, because of his two assists and one fantasy assist. I'm just, you know, they still have crap fixtures coming up. Yeah, true that, Kylie. How about yourself, Monkey? Any key takeaways from that game week one? Um, yeah, I think one key takeaway for me, which was um, in terms of just kind of highlighted how I want to play the game more this this season. So I wanted to make the point very much um, in relation to kind of captain hindsight that, um, and I know you know Kylie's already mentioned a couple of players, and we've all got those players. Oh yeah, they were in my draft once and sort of stuff. But um, but when I um you know when the game was released um uh, and I, I put together a little bit of a mock team before even the fixtures and the, the players I was absolutely set on owning for the start of the season were uh, Trent Salah um and um James Justin the uh, the uh, Leicester kind of fullback and the reason for that was I thought that uh, and then as soon as the fixtures came out I just cemented it and you know, I knew Pereira was 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 not fit uh, the stats were absolutely fantastic uh, Leicester had really good fixtures um, opening up against West Brom uh, near Banker, the clean sheet, which which as it turned out. And so, you know, and he was someone who did not leave my draft in until the very last minute. And I basically just got cold feet because of the signing of the of the new fullback. Um, you know, a few Leicester people thought that Thomas might play instead of him. And I was like, well, I can't take any risks. Um going into game week one. So I put Carl Walker-Peters, who who I never wanted. Um, uh, you know, I won't elaborate here, but I really I will will struggle defensively um, this season. I've never, uh, um, you know, kind of bought into this argument that Saints are a really good defensive team and and were, and were the team to invest in start of the season. But I was like, well, you know, he's, he's highly owned. You know, yes, he does have good fixtures. He does get forward. So I'll buy, I'll buy Carl Walker-Peters. And, um, and obviously, you know, he got one point, Justin got nine. Um, so, you know, and... That, that that really annoyed me in the sense that Trent having an absolute mare didn't annoy me because I never considered not owning Trent at any point of the season. Um, Egan was someone who, yeah, I was mulling over with lots of other people, but, you know, I wasn't set on it. But Justin really annoyed me because he, I was so set on him being in my team and I changed my mind to, you know, a little bit of kind of fear um, that he wouldn't start. Um, if someone could have guaranteed me that he would have started for the uh, first game and indeed the first two or three games, he would have been in my team, uh, no doubt. So, so a highlight to me is this is exactly the sort of thing that I did last season and consistently bit me, um, specifically with City assets, um, where I, I just, I ended the season just shying away from them time after time again because I was so scared of them not playing and burning me, um, because that's what kind of happened at the start. Fear factor, yeah. Yeah, and so it's, I've always been quite conservative um, in that. I've always wanted players who I know start. I don't like players who are, like, you know, they'll say like the Pulisic's of this world who are amazing players, but you just never know where they're going to start from one game to the next. Um, so I just kind of looked at that and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do that this season. I'm going to I'm going to have my core team, but, you know, those kind of three or four fringe players, I really want to kind of take risks. And if I think that the ceiling is high enough, um, I'm going to try and go for those players. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to change it now because there's no way I'm going to prioritise getting Carl Walker Peters out and Justin in for a, a kind of two or three week one. But it's just one of those ones that I have to suck up and say, mm, yeah, you know, I copped up a little bit there. But but that's just, you know, I just wanted to highlight that in terms of the way I'll be thinking. And, and that will be backed up by the transfers that I'll certainly be making this game week, which we'll probably talk about later in the pod, where I want to be as aggressive as possible right from the off. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, the, the only issue I have with what you just said there is, what way did you pronounce that Sheffield United defender's name? Egan. Egan. You said you e, you said, said, you said Egan. Egan. <laughs> and I was there going, oh my make God. Make it sound like, a, make it sound like cheese. Yeah, it's, peep, yeah, it's like you were, it's like you were trying to become the new Do- Doherty. What way did the what way did, what they, they say Doc- Doherty? Doherty, yeah. Doherty. Yeah, yeah, I can't even say it wrong. But um, <laughs> Mar- Marzi, baby, um, come to you on the same question. Anything jump out to you that the guys yeah. haven't covered? So look, I think the guys covered it. Well, I, I want to come to it from a different angle. Look, we we planned, uh, our, um, or, or most people should. If, at least if you're not planning to work on early, for a few game weeks, uh, not just one, two. I certainly looked at four to six game weeks because I, I don't want to use the wild card. But also we all said, let's be flexible, have price points, have values to be able to move around. One of the reasons that I decided to have Martial on my bench is because I wanted a United player. And I'm loving the fact that because Everton became this new shiny thing, everybody now wants to go and get uh, Calvert-Lewin or or Richardson and either You're take a hit to get a United player. Yeah, I know, but I will. Uh, <laughs> uh, not get a United player or take a hit to get a United player. So that's pretty works for me because I, I feel that I was prepared for the United um, fixtures. What I'm trying to say is you made a plan. Only change it if you realise there's an injury to your player or, you, or, or your player was absolutely uh, not what he expected, like completely rubbish. He wasn't there. He wasn't involved. Because even, look, at the beginning of the game, there will be players that start and then suddenly disappear. Like, like Mitchell, for example, Mitchell. I bought him knowing that he will start a first few games and then he'll be on my bench in case somebody else is injured or in case he gets an appearance point here or there. I'm not relying on him. Uh, you, uh, you see what I mean? Uh, now, when it comes to people like Justin, I thought, OK, yes, there's rumours that they're signing a new player. I was confident he will start, but I know that maybe down the line, when Pereira's back... He might be moved on. By that time, I would have had made my other moves that Phil was saying. You know, I want to target the, the high-ceiling attacking players. But at one game week, hopefully, I will have a transfer to burn. And then I can move him on to another 4.5. I wanted to see. There were so many 4.5 players, if we talk about defenders, for example. I didn't know. So I wanted ones that I knew would start with, with a fairly good fixture. That's why I went with Justin and KWP. OK, K, uh, KWP wasn't great. I knew Saints were not going to be amazing, which is why I said last time on the pod, pod I don't get the tripling up or the doubling up in defence. I did not get it. And that's why, I, if you remember, I said, I'm deciding on my 4.5s, then going with another keeper because I did not want McCarthy if I was going to pick KWP. So, you know, with these players, so I'm not like, like Phil, I'm not moving KWP, but further down the line, if they continue not to do well, because I think he was involved. He could have had two assists, by the way, in that game. Um, at least one for Ings uh, near the end. And I believe it was him also who set up Shea Adams or, or was involved anyway. So he wasn't that bad. So what I'm saying is... Look he at only your... created one chance. There, OK, created one chance, but that, that's not bad for a 4.5. What are we expecting? He's not Trent, and Trent had even a worse game. Well, I will point out just quickly, I know we're getting... 
interrupt here, but remember our conversation about Lamptey and Carl Walker-Peters? Yeah, Lamptey has uh, a lot of attacking threat, and he certainly showed more attacking threat than Carl Walker-Peters, but has been largely ignored. I think the Chelsea fixture did not help Mm -hmm. matters. Um, I was really impressed with him, actually. I was really impressed with him. So he's one I'm watching, just just like other players I'm watching. Now, look, I completely... uh, I'm also in the same uh, situation with, with Ali, for example. So he's a player. Ali and Havertz are players that maybe you can think about. Because with Ali, like, I'm not really fussed about Spurs. They, they don't really excite me that much. I bought him in as a placeholder. And, and, and I brought him in as a placeholder for somebody like a Havertz in case he goes mad or if Pulisic is, is, is back. Now with the Liverpool fixture, and I look at Everton's fixtures and I go, OK, well, Everton have two, three good fixtures. They look like an exciting team. Rodriguez seems very, very involved. Yeah, he did not score, but I'm not just... Don't chase points, because these guys who scored... Again, Calvert-Lewin scored, but that was his only header in the game. That was his... I think his, his only shot on target in that game. Richarlison had more chances than him. Now, of course, if Richarlison passed to him, he would have had a brace, and then Monkey would have been deleted off Twitter, not just retired for a week. Um, but my point is, I, I, decide, I then decided, OK, I can wait on Havertz. I don't need to rush. He, he, he definitely needs to settle. Pulisic is not back. They've got Liverpool next. I can move somewhere else and then come back. And I'll and I have 0.5 in the bank. And this is, think about your moves. Don't do knee-jerk reactions because you had a bad game week. In fact, uh, the, strong, the strong moves now is if, if you've done well, you decide to go even more aggressive, like Phil was saying. Target those aggressive players. That's what I wanted to say anyway about this. Um, next up, and come to you first on this, Mersey. Uh, Manchunian manch- machinations, I've called it. So with the two Manchester clubs returning to action, along with some cheaper differential options from Burnley and Villa, of course, we're all in the process of bringing them into our teams or have our plans in place to do so. Um, I know you carried um, Marshall, I believe, or is it Marshall, into, um, into, game, week, into game week one. Um, has your plan changed in order to get in the likes of KDB, Sterling, Bruno or Marshall? You mentioned there that you're pretty happy with your strategy so far, um, but has has Anthony changed? No. Um, so at the moment, no. Uh, look, I want to, yes, I wanted a United player. I could easily double up. It's United at the end of the day. Their attack is ridiculous and uh, hopefully they'll be fresh. But I also don't want to go too too heavy in and then, because they lost to Palace last time at home. I believe it was 1-0, Palace away, so Palace at United and they lost. So I didn't want to go too heavy. I always said uh, I would wait for, for City for game week three, so that's my plan. I was hoping to go to game week three with two transfers, but like I said, I saw an opportunity and I was like, OK, fine. Uh, people, a lot more people are taking hits than, I, than we anticipated maybe, or surprised to me anyway, so that's good. Then it allows me, to, if I need to, to take a hit. So for me, definitely, look, I think look, we're talking about two of the best attacking teams here. So, and I've seen people also with some United defenders because they do have some good fixtures. We don't know how fresh or how they're going to be, but it's United and City we're talking about. So, yes, I, I have Martial. I will wait for game week three. I want to watch and see. I haven't decided yet between KDB and Sterling, but price rises actually might actually dictate me. If, if KDB goes up and I can't afford him, then I'll just go Sterling. And I, <laughs> it's not a bad choice, right? I want, I want an attacking, explosive player like Sterling who you can move on again. You know, we know the risk. So I think, uh, look, taking a hit for one of these, for one of for the players of these teams, if you are, you take a hit for a player that you are 90% certain will start. So Martial, uh, Rashford played. Um, I believe Bruno's back now. I heard someone that is injured. He's not injured. We were worried that he was isolating or not. He's fine. He's back. 
These kind of players, absolutely fine. KDB, fine. Sterling will probably start. Will Aguero start? We don't know. Would I take a hit for Foden? No, I wouldn't because I don't know if he will start. Same with Mason Greenwood. I am not sure. So I wouldn't take a hit. But they're so cheap that you can bring them in later if, if, they, are, if they are performing well. It's still the second game week. You are basing your decision on one game week. And believe me, we have seen a lot of seasons where teams start really well and suddenly the second game, they lose. And, you know, I mean, Saints have to be better. Spurs have to be better. Uh, let's see what Everton do, because historically Everton used to start well or play well against the better teams and then at home struggle. So let's see if they continue to do well. By all means, go double up on their attack or maybe get Dinia. It's worth it because they have good fixtures. Wait and see. It's one game week. For those that love stats, that's one stat point. Right, that's all you're basing it on. Yeah, and uh, as you mentioned, there's even Willian. I know I heard earlier on the in the uh, in the week it was about you know the Willian's fantastic start, obviously hat trick of, of assists. But uh, another player who did that on his Arsenal debut, I believe, was uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan, and uh, that went downhill fairly snappy. A very harsh comparison for Willian, but yes. It is. Like, Sabayas is another he, one, right? He did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come, come to you on this next, um, Kylie. Um, right. So, for me, my, my strategy is always to look at United in game week two. Uh, I did expect Crystal Palace to be a little bit more defensively sloppy last week, uh, just given their injuries. Um, but, but regardless, I, I'm still looking at them because... The reality is that typically we see Wolves really perform well against City and, frankly, City struggle against Wolves uh, much more than we would see with with the majority of other teams. So I wouldn't call that a a great fixture by any means and not certainly not one that I would need to rush into. I think if people are looking to be aggressive, I wouldn't uh, kind of say anything negative about the decision to prioritise bringing in City players. But for me, it's uh, very much, okay, get in Marshall, uh, which was always my intention. I love Marshall as, as a player. I loved him as an asset last year. Um, the, I just went the, the other direction to Mars in that I wanted to have my um, money on on, on uh, in the starting 11. So I decided to pop in uh, Timo and, and Danny Ings, um, and, and basically see which one I was going to get rid of. So I still need to make a decision there as to who's going to go. I have money in the bank. Um, largely, this is probably going to come down to um, whether Timo Werner is, is fit, um, fit enough to play, which I assume he will be, but anyway. Um, so that's the decision that I have to make is, is which of the two of them. And there's obviously a risk with two quality players. And, um, you know, either of them is, is capable of, of delivering against whatever team's teams. I mean, look, the, the last time we saw Chelsea play Liverpool, uh, it was an amazing match. It was absolutely brilliant. And whether they'll replicate that, I don't know. But after having seen Liverpool play against Leeds, you never know. It could be another exciting one. Um, so I, I wouldn't be overly deterred by a player playing against Liverpool defence, I guess. So I won't let that factor into my, my decision. Um for me, Manchester City was always game week three onwards. Um, and I am in the exact same position where I, my leaning would be KDB, but I'm open to Sterling as well. And I've positioned my team, structured my team in such a way that I have flexibility to get to most any option. And that's really what I want because I I do want to be a bit more sensible with the spine. So this is kind of something that um, Monkey alluded to earlier is, you know, those set and forget options that the Trents and 
and these kind of players, you know, not overthinking them, keeping them there and then having some flexibility around the rest of them. And I really want to do that. I want to be sensible about some of those decisions, but enable myself to be proactive and be a bit aggressive with some of the other ones and identify opportunities for points. So that's what I'm going to do. That's how I've approached my strategy. And I haven't seen anything to overly alarm me or make me change my mind. Good stuff, Kay. Um, And how about yourself, Monkey? Yeah, I won't um, kind of over-elaborate here. Um, kind of very, very similar to Kylie. Set my team up in a way that I could be flexible. Um, one of Son or Werner will be making way for one of Rashford, Bruno or Martial. Um, I'll probably make another move as well. Um, but uh, in terms of the United asset, one of those three will definitely be coming in. I will be waiting until the last possible minute. Um, I want all the information in front of me. Um uh, obviously, not just for um, the fact that United haven't played a game yet. Um, I want to hear Ole uh, speak. Um, I want to hear Pep speak. Um, I want the League Cup games uh, over with um, before I decide. Um, you know, for example, say Maximum looks like he's picked up an injury tonight. Um, the transfer window is still wide open. Um, uh, there's a lot of, um, I'd say, I don't know what's the uh, what's the what's the middle ground between speculation and actually happening um linking uh Deli Ali with a move to uh Real Madrid on loan um Gareth uh, Bale going to yeah Spurs. which seems too bizarre to not have some actual um uh you know kind of truth to it um so I think I think there's a lot there so I'm not going to do anything to the last minute if I you know I've set my team up so that I was always probably going to take a hit if I didn't have a very good game week and and I didn't have a good game week Salah masked that you know he made it look like it was a good game week when it wasn't really you know eight of my players blanked um and i i want to move a couple of them on for man united and 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 one of the form teams so so that's you know i'll wait for the last minute and yeah i want one of those united forwards and same threat as everyone week three abameyang to one of kdb or sterling will be my move i've not thought about that yet i want to see how city play first and Again, that would be something I do near the last minute. Can I? You, you've just basically changed my my whole approach. You know that Zen thing that was happening approximately two minutes ago. Um, <laughs> now I'm all in panic because you've just said that apparently uh, Sir Maximin's injured. Well, Ali's for some reason off to Real Madrid. Um, we already know that Timo is icing his knee with the world's just largest what? ice block. Um, no, that's not a thing. I don't want to do that. So now I'm, you know, I'm quite irritable. What has just happened? I was, yeah. I was feeling very calm. We shouldn't, we shouldn't bring you this kind of news on the air. Um, but yeah, no, no, I agree, you guys. Um, my main strategy this year was to try to have position for two of the premium twelve mil um, midfielders that I would kind of rotate or move between. Um, you know, Aubameyang, the two Liverpool boys, the two Man City boys. And then have one slot then for like uh, Bruno or Son or whoever or Rashford, whoever is kind of in that position too. Um, but uh, you know KDB and Bruno, they I was looking at last night. They do match up nicely with um, with with basically if I if I was to move on from uh, from Son and Aubameyang, um, that would move nicely because I have a million in the bank. So uh, that would, could become KDB and Bruno. So. Um, that's a possibility for a hit that I might do, but we'll we'll wait and see. 
as you guys said, a lot of stuff can happen in these cup games and um, in the gap in between with COVID and everything else. So uh, later transfers are always better. Uh, we'll move on, folks, to the next section, which we're calling Toffee and Magpies um, Monkey. There's a lot, of, a lot of new faces at Goodison and St. James's Park, and some are available at bargain costs. Do, do any of them stand out to you as good moves for those looking to move from similarly priced options at Southampton, by any chance? <laughs> Um, well, I think I think it's fair to say that Everton were extremely impressive um, week one, and, and Southampton were not um, as a collective. Um, I, I have to say I don't think Shea Adams really personally did anything particularly wrong. I think if anything, he he, he looked the liveliest uh, and fittest of Southampton um, attackers. He was he was just given nothing to work with. Uh, he had one chance, which obviously was brilliantly saved by by Ita. So I saw nothing there to you know derail the train fully at this stage he'll still be in my team and I suspect he'll still be in most people's teams because they've got bigger bigger fish to fry for for for, you know kind of game week two but Everton really really impressed me I think of all the games I watched and I watched most of them um, on the opening week um, I I was incredibly impressed by Everton mainly because I didn't have particularly good expectations because they were so poor obviously in the restart and throwing all their new signings in at once um, you know and you know both individually and collectively they gelled so well I mean Alan um, is that you pronounce his name is it Alan? Yeah, he's uh, not he's so, yeah. he's not Irish, so you got that fine. He's fine. Not Alan. <laughs> the pronunciation again, but um, you know, if you compared him to you know Hoiberg on the other side, it was just chalk and cheese. He was just he controlled the game. He was tidy. He was he was great. Both feet really really impressed. James Rodriguez of of you know you know forget the Calvert Lewin banter for a moment. I I you know. I obviously didn't voice his opinion as strong, but this is a guy who's barely played much football in two or three years. You know, looked to me like someone who, you know, shot to fame early off the back of a very good World Cup. Um, And I just, I was just, you know, the fact he started was a surprise. And I was like, hmm, really? Up against a Mourinho team as well? This guy's going to have to do something to impress me. And he was just absolutely superb. He looked world-class right for me off. Um, His touch, his passing... He just, you know, looked like he was very busy, wasn't he? He was very involved in the Colombian, yeah, all that time. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, so so I was really, really impressed with Everton. Uh, I think they should have won by more. Uh, Ricarlison shooting like an absolute madman. um, uh, Really should have scored two or three goals. Um, Ricarlison and Egan, what's going on tonight? Are we like making up names (laughs) now? (laughs) Ricarlison. Uh, we're, 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 yeah. He, he's, yeah, yeah. Listen, we'll let we'll let that one slide. Um, but uh, so so Hamez really did stand out to you as potentially a good option. I think I think the point I want and Everton probably have the best three fixtures of any side. So um, I was planning to just make one transfer this week, which was to bring in a Man United player, as we discussed. But I will definitely be bringing an Everton player in as well. Um, I've not quite decided who yet. It will not be Dominic Calvert Lewin. I cannot. Dominic Calvert Lewin always riot. So to summarise, Monkey, you're basically saying Shea Lavi, and it's not forget about Shea, yeah? Like, Shea Lavi, he missed a chance, you're keeping going with him, yeah? Uh, the, I the train moves on. I'm, I'm, oh. concerned, I'm concerned with Southampton generally. It's interesting because Southampton and Tottenham were both very poor, and obviously now they play play each other, and, you know, I own 
both Son and I own Shea Adams and obviously Kyle Walker-Peters. And it's, you know, I think I'm going to have to kind of gamble in that game in terms of do I stick with Son and think that Spurs will, will win out there or do I sell Son and kind of, you know, put my face again in Adams that, that actually Southampton can kind of break down that defence. That's a tough, tough game to call. I don't know if you guys have any, you know, any thoughts on that. But, you know, Southampton were, were really poor and, I don't think anyone really expected them to be that poor. So I think that was a real curveball week one. No, I didn't expect them yeah, to be that surprised. poor. I didn't expect them to be that poor. But um, I, I think maybe we have to give credit to Palace as well. But I think, you know, like you, they are going to be playing at home. They are playing also a, another poor, like you said, probably less surprised by Spurs' uh, performance. Um, and I thought, uh, like you said, look, uh, Che Adams was very involved. Uh, and also the, the, the more forward out of the two, Ings naturally sometimes just drops... Deep and we've seen him do that sometimes. Um, and for six million, he gets another one or two chances because I want to concentrate on what we just said, which is the big players. He can stay there. If I if I see, for example, you know, Brewster gets a move, that's a nice move. You know, if I want to go then four four two or three five two and get more expensive players, you know, the Bruno or whatever, there's one and a half million there that I could just move down and move somewhere else up. So for me, definitely, Che gets another go. Yeah. Um, and Marzi, what did you think of uh, he who shall not be named and the Everton assets? Are you are you more impressed, say, between if you were talking Hames versus uh, Willian, um, which one of them kind of is interesting you more from one week of evidence? Well, I think people who uh, look at the scores uh, or, or watch the highlights will go, I want Willian because he got three assists. Uh, but I, you know, if and and, and that look, Willian was very also involved and. and a lot of set pieces and Arsenal have the attacking players to literally do what they did for, which is tap it in for him uh, uh, he does the work they tap it in brilliant um, but I also thought Rodriguez was very very um, involved unlucky not to score uh, I see him assisting and scoring some goals uh, with the way he played and the fixtures they've got and then, so it becomes down to two things do you have the, so are you, you could easily move from Ali to William but would that be a long-term move or are you just moving for one because they do have tougher fixtures? Whereas Rodriguez can give you three nice fixtures and then and then Liverpool. And I'm not saying Liverpool should put you off because if they have the run and confidence of three games and Liverpool's defence continue to be a bit dodgy, it could be a tough game and it could be a high-scoring game. So I think for me, the, 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 uh, I'm set on moving towards Rodriguez and save 0.5. And that's the second reason that you would go there. If moving down to Rodriguez gives you that 0.5 million to allow you the flexibility with all the fluctuation we're seeing with price rises, then I think it's a very, very wise move. But there's nothing against William. Mm-hmm. I think he will probably return against West Ham, but then it's about the long term. Is it? That's what you need to decide. Good stuff, folks. Yes, um, the Toffees and Magpies, uh, they're, they're looking good, but we'll see. Will they keep it up? Uh, Southampton, um, I wanted to talk to you, um, um, Kylie, in particular about the defensive options. Um, obviously, Sheffield United have always been great to provide um, defensive points for us since they came into the league. And, of course, um, Walker Peters was a very uh, popular option, as is McCarthy and goal from Southampton. But um, both of them underwhelmed a lot in game week one. Um, what are your thoughts on how those players look to you now, um, despite the attractive fixture list that Southampton have, and of course the Blades' legendary defence from last year? Certainly, starting with uh, Blades, right? It's not altogether surprising that they would have a, a, a fall off 
right? Because obviously they have lost Henderson, um, who was a standout for them, uh, a standout as keepers go and, and for their team. Um, there was also the excitement of the new season and there's a lot questioning whether there's going to be this second season syndrome. Um, and, and they've got Ramsdale, who, who, you know, I know he's been with them before and is, you know, not a terrible keeper, but he, he was still relegated with Bournemouth. So you're like, mm, how much is he going to improve things? Um, I think we've certainly seen an immediate impact that doesn't look incredibly positive. That said, he was still playing. They were still playing against the, the very reliable uh, Jimenez and are suddenly playing as striker size. So who would have thought that? He nearly had a hat-trick. Um, I went, I, I Egan, somewhat against... Um, instinct a little bit i just went for him because he was five million they needed to put someone in and i let the the city fixture put me off wolves defense largely that's what it came down to um i think with sheffield united you know it, it it's not that so they conceded two goals right three big chances um 11 shots and four of them were on target um they weren't the worst <laughs> they weren't the worst defense but there was certainly a, a far cry from what we're used to what I would say is they still have uh, two decent fixtures, namely the next one is Aston Villa. So I wouldn't look away from them, but I would suspect that the vast majority of people, unless they've gone Ramsdale, because you don't really want to make a keeper change, unless they've gone Ramsdale, they've probably looked at it as a relatively short-term move anyway, because their fixtures are Villa and Leeds, which are okay. Um, but then they've got Arsenal, Fulham, another okay one, but then Liverpool, City and Chelsea. So it starts to get really quite horrific. And if they aren't looking as strong as they were last season, it's unlikely that you're going to want to be playing those. So what I would say is for people in the same position as myself, um, hold on to them for the next fixture or two, particularly while you're trying to, to navigate getting in uh, other plays that you really want to get, those attacking plays we've already discussed. But then it's probably an opportunity to look to be moving them on, namely for Wolves players, because Wolves are still so reliable. I mean, I know they were playing Sheffield United and they can't buy a goal, right? But still, they're such a strong defensive unit and, and there's good options there. Um, on Southampton, they're a little bit trickier, right? Because they do have a much kinder run. They've got you know, a sea of really decent fixtures and certainly on paper opportunities for clean sheets um, other than Chelsea in game week five, which is probably the standout, more challenging one. Um, Monkey alluded to this earlier about concerns regarding Southampton. I think they probably have been overhyped a little bit um, in pre-season or, or, you know, during the, the lead-up. Um, but I wouldn't say I've got, you know, ridiculous expectations of them. I think McCarthy stood out because there were only a couple of 4.5 options and he was the one who had the least challenging fixture uh, to start and he had a good fixture run. You know, Ryan was playing Chelsea and um, was it Johnston uh, was playing um, Leicester so from, from West Brom. So, and I mean, no one really wants to go West Brom. I know a bunch of people did, and you've got the King and Air thing, but, you know, I mean, you know, the jersey's no longer pink, so there's a pointless exercise. But anyway, I segue. <laughs> um, 
I think that was I think I think that was the primary reason that a, a lot of people went for McCarthy, and certainly the reason why I went for McCarthy because I just thought I don't want to overspend in a goalkeeper position, and he's got a decent run of fixtures, so I will pop him in uh, without having ridiculous expectations of him. Um, obviously, Kyle Walker Peters is a popular option as well, and I don't think he's a problematic option. He nearly got sent off unfairly, right? And then you know the the red card was rescinded. Um, and he, he does go forward. So I think over the course of the season, he'll get a couple of assists. I think his attacking threat has probably been overhyped. I have said this before, but I do think he'll get you something. He's still 4.5, right? It's not like we're talking about 5.5 option. As cheapies go, they're not bad, and you would hope that they will get some clean sheets. But it's just probably that you don't want to be like overly relying on them. These aren't plays that you're spending a fortune on. But they're probably players that you might look to move on or keep on your bench if we don't see something uh, happen defensively going forward. Nice one, Kay. Good stuff. Um, Folks, we kick on with our listener questions. We got a load of them in. A lot of them are in relation to a primate um, that we have on the show tonight. But uh, what, Marzi, you might just give us the listener questions and pitch a few of them to us. Sure. Uh, first one comes from our mate FBL Dave Clubs Monk. Uh, keep TAA or cut him loose for a toffee nose Coleman gives me the f- elsewhere. So the quick decision here, and let's make these quick. TAA dump or keep? That's a terrible idea. I am um, getting rid of him. Just to just to throw that in there, a couple of points for here. Dinia. Uh, yeah, for Luca Dini, almost certainly. I'm not fully confirmed because, like I said, I'm going to wait to the last minute to make my transfers. So uh, other things may come up, but providing they don't, um, I I don't think Trent is on it yet. I don't think he's he's hit the ground running. I don't think, I think the Liverpool defence is all over the place. I think you have Chelsea and Arsenal, both of which uh, look to be uh, scoring goals for fun next. Um, uh, and I already have. Robertson. So um, I think I would be hesitant to do this if I didn't own at least one Liverpool defender. But I, I've watched Robertson and Trent the last seven, eight, nine matches, and and Robertson's right now is is just a better player in my eyes. I think, yeah. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that at all. Um, the thing is, um, yeah, look, Trent has his had his worst game, and let's not forget he had no preseason. He had the two one and a half games with England. Come back, he was absolutely awful on the weekend. Uh, I think, and I said at the, at the pod last week, our defence does not look as strong as it was before. There's a lack of concentration. Even my, my you know, favourite huggable person, Alison, is, is not even touching the ball. So, for me, it was never, ever going to be double defence. And I completely understand if people who have double defenders want to move one of them, and I can see why you keep Robertson. So, I, I get it. Yeah, I think that changes the nature of the response completely, because it, I wouldn't do it. But then I don't have both Robertson and Trent. And I wouldn't want to be doubled up on Liverpool defence right now. Don, what about you? Once you have Robertson, one thing I would say, I noticed that um, Trent seemed to actually, Robertson was taking a lot of the set pieces and he took a few corners that normally you would be expecting to see Trent on. Um, and even free kicks and stuff, whipping them in. So um, those are some of those, you know, we're talking about removing the XG penalties and so on, uh, removing the XG from uh, from corners and from f- some free kicks maybe, some of them deliveries um, from Trent does devalue them to a point. But, um, yeah, I would prefer to have one of those two anyway. I agree. 
All right, we move on. Morpheus Fire is asking Monkey what double up of any pair of attackers from the same team other than Liverpool or City. Who and why? Give me a couple of teams that you'll double up on. Monkey. <laughs> That's a good question. I like that. Um, uh, probably, well, not this week, but after this week, I would be very interested in Wolves um, because um, I think Podence and Jimenez could be fantastic value from, from game week three. Um, uh, I, I really don't want to say Ricardison and Dominic Calvert-Lewin because clearly that's the <laughs> Um But, you know, uh, Everton Everton have obviously kind of looked impressive. Jamie Dodd uh, asked us a question about, I think, uh, uh, from a City point of view, he really does not like Liverpool or their players. <laughs> uh, about the double-up of Clinton Robo, so we answered that, so we'll move on. FBL Rowan, Manchester United assets, worth dropping other premiums for, e.g. drop Mane, Kane or Salah. Well, I would say... Mane and Kane definitely are uh, possible. One, one, one that I wanted to us to quickly discuss is there was a lot of people talking about Salah. One game, move on. Would you move him on? A quick yes or no after that performance? No. Phil. Um, not um, uh, not again unless I had a double up for somebody. Somebody just owned Mane from a Liverpool attack. No, I wouldn't be moving him on. I did say yes or no. Dumb. No, no. <laughs> it's it does it no, but it does it. It's cool. worth it. It is worth more than a yes or no because it's it. The reality is, is a lot of people may have looked at no, him as game week one yeah. and moved straight on to uh, Bruno, whereas it's hard to it's hard to justify that now. No, I think so. Yeah, no, I agree. I was uh, I was just only joking. Yeah, um, I completely agree with every, with everything that you said. I would love more people to move off Salah. Uh, for Akler FPL. Um, Thought on Dingy, uh, Monkey, I'll come to you on this because you mentioned it. Everton actually looked for a change, but can we have confidence to spend that kind of cash on their defence? Um, yes, I think so. We know Ancelotti has got track record here. They, they look a better a better team for me off. Um, they, they had a difficult fixture. They, you know, away to a historic top six team. Um, I, I think they look really good. They've got three fantastic fixtures up next. And, and they've got West Brom. Now, I mean, I, I, kind of, I kind of highlighted this on my, you know, kind of team of the week that I put on Twitter earlier, but... Um, the right side of that West Brom defence. I mean, Harvey Barnes just had the freedom of the pitch during during that match. Um, so the thought of Luca Luca Dina and indeed uh, Ricarlison getting into that area um, is is something I probably want to be a part of. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, one of the things that I was thinking about is Che Adams down and upgrade a four point five to Dinier. So one I'm watching, I com- I completely agree, and I think. Um, I think uh, I agree with you about Ancelotti. It's just Pickford, Pickford and their centre backs don't, don't really give me that much confidence. No, so I want to wait. I want to wait and see. Uh, Jonathan Strack at J Strack is asking Don. I'm going to come to you because I think you were considering an early wild card. How viable is an early wild card, and what would swing it for you? So he's asking, would you take hits to get Man U versus City assets for the next few weeks? Uh, so a couple of hits, uh, or would you sub Uber or Salah to get KDB? Um, or do you just wildcard when you're thinking about all of this? What, what's what's your thoughts? A quick summary on your thoughts. Well, I think the main thoughts with an early wildcard is to kind of have that planned before. If you're planning on doing a wildcard before uh, game week three, then I would have just specifically been looking at those first two game weeks. And um, and I decided not to do that at the end of the day. I was I, I had strongly thought about doing that. And if I had, I probably would have had like Vardy in my team. 
um, or you know I would have probably had a stronger game week one score. But no, I think there's nothing wrong with taking hits um, instead of taking an early wild card because as we mentioned earlier on, transfer windows still open, a lot of things moving around, injuries happening. The wild card I decided would be more valuable to hold on to for a little while. But um, there's nothing wrong with an early wild card, um, and I've done it most years. I've done an early wild card. Um, but I would personally just prefer to kind of take kind of even minus fours for the next for this game week and next game week to get those Man United and Man City assets in um, and kind of get yourself set up that way and hold on to the wild card. It is our most valuable chip, so um, I kind of want to hold on to it for a little while until until I see the lie of the land a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. He was thinking of going son to um, Rashford, and then um, I would say if you want to take a hit with that and or some to Bruno. And if you want to go hit, uh, take a hit and get another attacker, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, do you guys disagree or agree and we can move on? Uh, no, I would agree. I, I I personally don't like a wild card that early. I just don't think you have enough information. And I personally would prefer to do, as Don says, and um, you know just be a bit aggressive with a few hits. Uh, you, you have so many, you've 30 seven game weeks uh, remaining to, to recoup those points. So I'd probably address it that way. We're also in a season of major uncertainty. So having the wild card is, is valuable up your sleeves. Agreed. Cool. Save it. Right. Our friend Tom, who got the assist, um, the quick answers on this one. Can we think about FPL and politics ever coexist harmoniously, harmoniously on a single Twitter harmoniously. account? I hope so. Whatever. <laughs> I think we can all agree yes and if people don't like it they know where to go uh, Eric Klump this is all basically uh, abuse at you uh, uh, monkey uh, was Klump's hunch right will uh, Dominic Cavett-Lewin continue to deliver with an actual midfield behind him as opposed to a bunch of sideways orientated crabs uh, Kaylee uh, well Kylie. you know uh, what <laughs> Kaylee, <laughs> Kylie. well Egan and Rick Harrison so I thought I'll just play around with the names don't do it with me. I don't understand the question. I got lost at crap. Is DC is DC is what his hunch crap? was? His hunch was that um, uh, Calvin Lewin will be a lot better with much better midfield. I mean, it's One not chance, difficult. Um, like, okay, let's let's be let's be clear. Will Dominic Calvin Lewin be better with better midfield? It is not difficult to be better than what he was in uh, post lockdown <laughs> period, as is proven. Okay, there uh, at the amount of. Um, Abuse that I got from a certain monkey for having suggested that he was a good asset pre-lockdown, which he was. But then, unfortunately, he just went and threw it all in my face. Do you know how bad it got? My mum called me over the weekend to say she was sorry to see that Calvert-Lewin had scored because she knew how upsetting that would be to me. And she was like, oh, you have to oh, my team as well. She's like, that's really harsh. I'm like, yeah, I'm emotionally scarred. Obviously, it's going to be better for him because it's, they're going to create some chances. But the reality is he still didn't look amazing. Let's not pretend, you know, Richarlison wasted his opportunities. But Calvert-Lewin hasn't suddenly turned into a world-class player, you know. I, I, do, yeah. I do think he will have a good season, personally. If he, um, just, I, I just think, look, I know the frustration with him. Uh, I think he'll That's get a lot I'm of saying. chances. I think if you really believe Everton are going to be that good, it's worth finding the money to fund Richarlison. As much as we're saying, he yeah, he was, as much he as I, as much as we're saying he's way full, se- he sh- sev- seven shots in the opening game week, and I think that he's going to have. Really think, uh, 
Calvert-Lewin will score more goals than McAllison. No. I think I can see Richarlison won't be dropped. You can see a scenario down the line that Calvert-Lewin could be well, dropped. Well, he, he will you score know. more goals than Richarlison because he doesn't exist, but maybe not more than Richarlison. <laughs> <laughs> right, NS800. Also, there's, there's a theme here. NS800. Should I sell Adams for Dominic Calvert-Lewin? No, move on. <laughs> uh, FPL Canadian Dylan, our friend, uh, Canadian, uh, our Canadian friend Dylan. Fish and chips or curry? The answer might tell me who will be the best in FPL this curry. season among the four of you. Carly says curry. Monkey. Chips, curry with, chips, chips. with curry sauce. Yeah. Very tough. <laughs> I'd have to say curry still. Yeah. I'm also for curry. I think it's a full house here. Uh, yeah. yeah, full house. We, we've got a slightly like you know culturally ambiguous <laughs> one there with Don, but um, but otherwise, yes, all all, all the characters. Yeah. FBL Dave jumps in with another question: Is Bruno a decent captain pick this week? Uh, yes. Caden Kais at KC underscore four eight five. Would Zaha be a decent shout? Crystal Palace look consistent. Alibi only one game. Listen. How do they it, look consistent after one game? <laughs> I don't understand that. I, I get that exactly. Look, I think maybe what he meant was Zaha looked threatening. Zaha is one of Zaha's the most frustrating cool. players. He he frustrates the hell out of me in in the game. I refuse to go down there again. Yeah, I think there's but... a lot better players with the same value that will score a lot there more. is but one thing I would say about Zaha is we know he wants out he's asked to come out Hodgson's admitted he wants to come out I wouldn't be shocked if Zaha plays um, plays his t- best football basically until the transfer window closes and when he doesn't get his move then it'll go downhill but I wouldn't be surprised if he had yeah. a good few early weeks um, but I wouldn't so, go there so there we go Don, Don, Don is moving for Zaha I'm not guys. that's not me that's moving that. for him He's, but but he is a midfielder in fairness, and he is their best player, and he's playing up front for them. He so is, he is. I, you know, he is. But my point. What, what is he? Seven, seven between seven yeah. and eight, I would imagine. Seven. I eight. can name ten players that that are better than him. But I agree with you. If he can wants to play a, for a move, can I just yes. say Zaha that I, I agree with all of that? But why have fantasy Premier League never managed to get his position right? They've consistently classified him as a midfielder when he plays as a forward, and oh. then classified him as a forward when he dropped back into midfield. Let's not. Go, yeah, I, I don't. I don't get. I we don't could get, have an entire podcast get. about the FBL positioning <laughs> of players. Because... Anyway, he's, he's up against Harry Maguire on the weekend, so he's got no chance. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Just jinxed it. There we go. Zaha Racing coming. Uh, <laughs> FBL crate digger, our mate John Smith is asking: Is DCL the new Aguero? Oh my God! <laughs> what? 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 Uh, this for yeah. Ellipsis. Uh, hashtag We Make Events. Is it true? That's to you, monkey. Is it true that you're trolling us, or and in fact you're twisted and evil? Mm-hmm. I think there's there's it's a fifty-fifty coin flip here. I mean, I think it's personally. clear to most, not all. You'd be surprised at how many messages and DM messages I get from people who seem utterly, utterly unaware that my kind of Twitter comments are are largely tongue in cheek with regard. <laughs> Um, and yeah, seem to think that I've held a gun to their head and told them to buy somebody. <laughs> but you know, what can we, what can we do? Well, um, no. Yeah. One thing is, uh, we we had the video on on our call earlier on there, and uh, Monkey does look a little bit like and sounds like uh, Simon Cowell, who I've always thought is a little bit of um, of you know, he looks like he could be a bit of an evil genius, egotistical. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cal is about 400 years old now. I, right? I, I don't think he looks like he's <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, 
ellipsis has 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 has, has uh, he evidence. also doesn't look like a primate so it's yeah. very confusing you know ellipsis k adam's train is an anagram of the maniacs hated and the barn strain is an anagram of threatened brain so i think he has some well, you'd be a maniac to hate the train so <laughs> right so fb a rockstar i feel a rockstar our friend and thank you for all uh, the information that you gave us uh, last time round do son to Ratchford before he drops, and I don't want any dud advice as I have Kylie in the head-to-head league, that's the Shisha and Chill League, which is a private league between all of us, or you guys are all in my mini-league. So, son to Oh, I to should probably Rashford. answer that question because that can be really objective. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, I actually think he should go Zaha just to, you know, renegade. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it makes great sense uh, myself. If if you can't afford to get up to Bruno, yeah, uh, Rashford, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Can I quickly address why why so many people seem to think that all the Man United players are injured? Just just to clarify on this point, we we don't injured players. In and I mean, you know, there's a few, you know, Bailey, Jones, you know, I mean, they're always injured. They're just but, always injured. Yeah, yeah in terms of the first eleven, they all train. Yeah, okay, it's the first game of the season, so some of them haven't trained an awful lot, but. It's, it's not. It's, it, look, Bruno, we thought might uh, uh, have to isolate. He's back in training. Rash carrying ankle knock. He just always want to make it worse by playing for England, and I don't blame him. And then Greenwood is just the fact that he's a boy. But they're all back in training, so I expect a strong United side. And to be honest, you can't go wrong with any of the four. But I'm going with Martial. I just think he will. For me, he's. I fancy him the most out of all of them, and I'm just hedging my bets there. So it, you just have to make a call and go with it. FBL Wardrobe is asking, if you were me, what would you do? Werner to Martial, Vardy to Martial, Mane to Bruno or nothing. Um, so, uh, yeah, for me, look, if you really want, really, really want a United player, wait on Werner, see if he's injured or not. If he's injured, just move, even if he misses a week or two, because he, he will need time to settle. Uh, if not, Mane to Bruno makes sense to me. Uh, guys, what, what about you? I mean, there's two decisions, because the, the player who's taking out and the player who wants to come in, yes. it's been in both cases, so he needs to break it down. You know, I don't really care how, but... You know, yeah. just which player you want in or which player you went out and then work back from there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Darren Rushton at Rushton DJ is asking, San Maximilian to Greenwood. Well, if he's injured, uh, then, yeah. uh, then that's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> so just wait and see. Um, and uh, I think it's the last one. Uh, would you ever order a Domino's pizza or is that too close for comfort? <laughs> that was from uh, FB, uh, at Claret FBL. So would yeah. you... Uh, not Would anymore. you ever order the Dominic Calvin Calvin Lewin? Not anymore. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. No. No. Mark, did you just break the world record for speed talking, firing out those questions? By the way, I tried my yeah. best because basically yeah. you put a tweet out, and so many people want to troll you that we had like an influx of questions. And we didn't even get to the political one. And I've got I'm, I'm, actually... my, phone is, my phone is buzzing with, with Don <laughs> telling me to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I'm gonna be chucked out. I need to go. And Carly's telling me that she needs her beauty sleep, and I'm trying I to please me. everybody. I can, I, I, you uh, make I'm me just out. assuming I, can I haven't seen anything. Anyway, over to you, Don. Thanks, Mersey. Um, let's kick on with the final section of our show, which, of course, is Game Week Plans and Captain Picks. Uh, Monkey, come to you as our guest tonight. Uh, tell us, what is your plan of action? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, distracted that, you know, when we did this pod at the start, we, um, you know, viewers might not know, but we did a little bit of video, um, and I obviously got to see. Don't make that. Kind of don't make that sound so saucy. Up close for the first time, and I, I'm still, you know, Kylie really, really looks quite a lot like my sister, and this is this has haunted me for the last hour and a half. Um, uh, and What's I, that got to do with FPL? I just, I just don't, I just don't quite know what to do with this information. 
you know obviously she's from near where i grew up you know oh good god is there like a an earth it's going to motivate your transfer just for this week. Except my jeans are actually Irish. Is, is the thing. Yeah, and well, it's been spoken that we've shared a curse previously, both with captains and indeed with the captain. <laughs> so, yeah, just, yeah, I'm just, so I'm just, I'm just pondering that one. You feel a little bit of a connection with RK. Yeah, yeah well, not to my uncle. Can we get back to FBL, please? <laughs> um, yes. What was the question? Uh, <laughs> transfers and captain picks monkey I, yeah. I will certainly not be uh, I will certainly not be rolling that will be the last thing I will be doing I will be making two transfers one rolling, of rolling, rolling. Alexander Arnold to Luca Gini I don't know what his name is um, and um, one of them will be yeah as I said Son to Rashford or Verda to Martial I will wait for Come on. TAA brace incoming boys and girls just like that free kick he scored at Chelsea Confirmed on the pod. Yeah, yeah. Probably because his captain can now score, but the rest of his team can't. So Trump will probably do well. I've got, I've got no idea who to captain, by the way, and I wouldn't mind if you know if um, uh, if you don't have to go to bed just yet. I'd I'd be genuinely interested, as opposed to pretending to be interested. What your thoughts are on? (laughs) Don, you tell us. Uh, Phil just uh, monkey keeps talking, so you you tell us what. The captain picks, um, it's kind of hard to know because the start of this season, I said to myself, I'm not going to be, t- be dictated with fixtures. Coming off of Salah off a hat-trick, as much as he's against Chelsea, I can see that being a high-scoring game, so I wouldn't see anything wrong with staying on that. Aubameyang has been, I think he's the top kind of rated captain pick for the game week, but I'm not feeling that one myself. Um, but that just could just be me. Um, and um, so I think it's kind of between the two of them again um, for captain pick other than the Manchester United boys but it's a tough one going into with their first uh, first game week I personally am going to go with Bruno I think as my captain but um, if I was sticking with my own rules I would stick on Salah because he's definitely the hot hand he looks like he's definitely gearing up to be like the um, top goal scorer in the league this season and to oh, really alright right, let's not jinx him let's not jinx him no, no he's, he's looking like Marzi <laughs> He looks like he wants to tell the world what the hell were you leaving me out of the team of the oh, season yeah, yeah. for, I'm, and uh, that's what he wants I'm to do. It. New haircut, Three new season, attitudes. Yeah. Fourth season, yeah. Fourth nine, season. Nine one, shots. Nine shots he, last he week, Mersey. Nine shots. Beautiful. He, he, the media, media asked Van Dijk, "Is Salah back?" I mean, sorry, when was he not back? I mean, even when he was bad, he was still scoring. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, but I love it. Fine, yeah, yeah. Keeps keeps Madrid and Barca and everybody away, and keep keep people away yeah. in FBO and let us enjoy it. No problem. Exactly. Um, Mersey, what about yourself? What about you? Oh, you're, you're <laughs> Mer- 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 taking over as host. The show, folks. Into I'm taking yeah. over. T- well, we're talking about sisters and brothers, and we need to get back to FBO. People want to listen. So, um, Kylie. I think there was absolutely a case for going Salah. Salah's home from, you know, even with the you know lack of fans situation we still sort of saw that before right um Salah historically for whatever reason always does well at uh, at home even when there are no fans so we probably shouldn't be too surprised about that you know last time I went Aubameyang because Fulham right my memory is it, the memories are recent likely be Aubameyang or go for a punt on Martial is Martial a punt is Martial a punt because well I think the obvious He's not a punt, okay? He's definitely not a punt. But I think the obvious... I don't think Martial is going to be one of the highest captained options. 
the last thing I want to do is be undecisive. We talked about this last season. I was so un- undecisive. This is why I went with Salah and I just was not wavering. I didn't care. However, Martial is 14% owned versus Aubameyang, who's 45% owned and could be highly captain. So sometimes you just don't need to be too clever. But I do really... I, 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 I don't think he's a punt because of what Monkey just said and the fact that it's United and they play in Palace... Exactly, and the first, and, and it's the first game as well. And uh, maybe I just want to just want to see them, and maybe having him is a differential enough. So it's a decision that I need to make, but it'll be between the two. And my uh, f- from transfer's point of view, pre- well, okay, I've done it already. Ali's gone. Rodriguez is coming in. <laughs> so patience is working out well then. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't want to. I, I didn't want to think about uh, overthink it. To be honest, it's done. And if. Uh, if Maximilian is injured, I've got uh, two people on the bench that can come on. Uh, and if one is injured, then I'll just take a hit because he's a big player that I can swap. Uh, with Maximilian, I'll see if he's out for too long. Five and a half, there's plenty of, a plethora of options there. Well, God, if, I could go with, Marshall, three, with Marshall on the bench, like, you know, you've got two new signings. So, you you know, without a hit, so you've kind of got the luxury of... Yeah, exactly. So... Good stuff. Um, folks, that's all we got time for on this, what has been a bit of a mayhem of a podcast, but we hope that our listeners did enjoy it. Um, we uh, we have been Mars, you can find at Mars05. Kylie, you can find at KylieFBL. Myself, you can find at The Marble Curse. And of course, our special guest, The Kraken Monkey, who you can find at Hindu Monkey. And um, he is still selling tickets for that Che train. So um, if you want to get aboard it, do remember to follow him, of course, and um, and uh, tweet out your displeasure at him at him when um, when he flops again next game week. Thanks as always for listening. And Will it you're... be Shay Z? <laughs> Shay Z or forget about Shay? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. We'll be back next week uh, to help you get your game week three lineups nailed down. But until then, be good, be happy. Adios, amigos. Brave amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.